Canada's farm show wraps up today in Regina. Glendalee Allen Vossler is there and caught up to the nozzle guy, Tom Wolf from Sprayers 101. Tom, of course, we're into spray season. What are some key things producers need to keep in mind, especially this year? Uh, this year timing is, is always critical and we're always talking about time efficiency so that you can get the job done on time, be ready. You have small narrow windows with moisture issues and you know the eastern prairie is too wet usually this year and so you, you have to take the opportunity you get and that means be ready, have tender systems that allow you to be productive, don't waste any time idling that sprayer, just be ready to spray. Now, you talked a a little bit about optimizing performance and waste loss being a key concern. It's really surprising how much of the product in the tank doesn't end up going onto the crop it needs to protect. There's waste in priming, there's waste in cleaning, there's extra material we put in the tank because we're not quite sure what the level of the tank is. We've got some indications, we've got some gauges, but we don't trust them. So we're maybe overdoing it a little bit on the filling side and then we have leftover. What do we do with the leftover? We don't have a solution for it so it typically goes in the ground unfortunately and that's a waste it costs money and we've calculated the waste to be as high as 14 percent and we think that with better plumbing and plumbing that you can actually do at home with recirculating booms with continuous rinsing systems maybe with better sectional control uh, you can be thoughtful about that and, and cut your waste by a factor of three uh, so that's very significant so we're talking about bringing it down from maybe 15 percent to five percent and when we are talking about waste uh, overlap, you said we can we can see about four percent there. Yeah, the the prairie average that I'm seeing is about a four percent overlap waste due to sectional controls being you know ten or twelve feet wide, and so you know you that that's your that's your resolution. So um, we um, we also see it at the headlines. We see sprayer booms sort of turning on you know after they've crossed the headlines and making sure they don't leave a gap and. and vice versa on the on the on the return trip turning it on a little early make sure that it's, it's fully up to pressure uh, those kinds of problems are best solved with a pwm system so you have an individual valve on the nozzle body and it, it it's always under pressure so when you turn that valve on it the, the whole spray boom is instantaneously on and it also gives you nozzle by nozzle sectional control so you minimize the overlap waste and if you can save four percent think about what that means for your bottom line that's four percent of your total annual chemical bill so if that's 100000 just to pick a round number, that's a $4,000 saving per year and, and, and up from there, I guess. Drift loss, also a concern. Always. It's one of the big ones. And it's not getting any better. Now, we've done what we can with nozzles. Like we can't go much coarser than we're already going. The, the remaining problem has to do with boom height and travel speed. The higher boom heights and faster speeds are associated with the bigger sprayers we're using. And, you know, it's a tough message to tell people, but the best thing you could do for drift nowadays is to slow down and lower your boom a little bit. And that means you're going to lose some acres per hour. But now we let's go back to the point one, which is logistics. You know, you can win all of those acres back and then some by having efficient filling, efficient tendering, efficient cleaning, efficient transporting, and just saving those minutes and putting them into field use. Talking about nozzles, you focused in on the dicamba nozzle and you talked about the importance of maybe having that in our arsenal. 
Yeah, the classic scenario is that we sometimes make bad decisions because we're under time pressure. We know that we need to spray this field, but conditions have changed since we made that plan. We arrive at the field, and all of a sudden it's too windy. We know we shouldn't spray, but we also know we have to spray. This is a common conundrum. And the dicamba nozzles are extremely coarse nozzles. They reduce drift more than any other nozzle that we know. They're made specifically for the U.S. market uh, because it's legal, a legal requirement for dicamba, and there's many of them yeah, available. Now, it does mean that you have to maybe slow down, lower your boom, and, and add water to make them work well under high wind conditions. But you can, in fact, spray in a low drift way under fairly windy situations with these dicamba nozzles. When we're talking about cleaning out our, our sprayer, um, getting ready to, to put the next product in, as you mentioned, unfortunately right now the solution is we have to dump it on the ground. There's been a lot of discussion about these bio beds. Are we seeing more producers looking at the these now? They're interesting, uh, but we, we have to have an engineering solution. I think they're a, they're a last sort of a, they, they make sense for other kinds of operations actually. You know, let's face it, we, we need to be able to dispose of our waste where we are right now. We're on a field somewhere and there is probably not a bio bed on that field. The bio bed is probably at home. Okay, so now we still have to dispose of our waste. So I would rather have engineering solutions for those situations for the time being. And that means filling only, putting in only as much as you need, getting a recirculating boom so we don't have to prime the boom by spraying it out or those kinds of things. Spraying your waste out over the field. In other words, you've, you've saved time by all the efficiencies I already mentioned. And now you're using that time to be environmentally responsible and, and not opening just a tap on a stationary sprayer, but rather pushing the spray out the nozzles and moving and putting the spray on the field in a dose that it's actually recommended at. The other thing, of course, is uh, with agriculture, with anything, we see the advancements and changes in, in technology. What do you see coming for the future for spraying for producers? Uh, the most exciting thing really is this spot spraying, this optical spot spraying, green on green. We've heard that technology, artificial intelligence. It is uh, on the move. So I've seen early results. It's very exciting. It's actually amazing what these technologies can do. You know, these are cameras that can scan the ground ahead of you just a couple of meters ahead of the boom. The boom is going 15 miles an hour, so a very reasonable travel speed. And those cameras are able then to process the images and identify weeds, even amongst crops, and, and then turn on nozzles in the lane of that particular weed or weeds. And that has the prospect of saving a tremendous amount of product, saving money, maybe giving our farmers a, a tool to deal with resistance better by being able to mix more expensive, more diverse mode of action tank mixes. I think there's a lot of potential for this. The other one really is that it looks great, right? I mean, anyone that sees a spot sprayer says, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I get it. There's no explanation necessary. You can see, oh, yeah, it sees the weeds and only sprays the weeds. And you go, wow, that's a great story. Isn't that a great story to show someone on a video that lives in the city, say, and tell them, this is, this is how advanced we are in agriculture. We, we should be proud of ourselves, actually. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you'd like to leave with producers today? 
Yeah, you know, it, it always comes down to fundamentals. The most fundamental thing is we have to have the right nozzle. It has to be the right size for the job. And that's, that way we are, we are sure that we get the right pressure, the right spray quality on. Those are very fundamental t- uh, skills. There's always new people in the spray business, and we have to make sure that those skills are passed on to them. Some spraying tips for you here today on the program with the nozzle guy, Tom Wolf from Sprayers 101. For Golden West... I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.